Good afternoon. Brett McGarry with Greg Mackling. We are on the patio once again. Patio Palooza has resumed at Santa Lucia Pizza on St. Mary's Road. It's a hard job. It's the roughest, toughest gig in broadcasting right now. <laughs> Anywhere in Canada, I challenge anyone who's got things rougher or tougher than Brett McGarry and myself. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm just going to go home and lament my difficult job. How dare they subject us to this 29-degree temperature for three hours at a time. I'm going to file a work grievance. Yeah, we might need to, to get some workers' comp or something. <laughs> you know, It's a good thing we're not unionized because we'd have the health and safety department down here in a, in a flash. There's not one single person feeling sorry for us right now. <laughs> we should probably move along <laughs> to another thing where people are going to be scratching their head and go yelling at the radio. Are you kidding me? We, oh, kidding. You put the kid in kidding. This is a topic that was it was our question of the day yesterday morning, and we didn't have time to discuss it yesterday because Greg was entertaining the Mortlands, and we'll talk about that a little bit more at some point this afternoon. But uh, the headline from CIBC is, Most Canadian parents prefer to give their adult kids money than live with them. So we have the author of this survey, on the line with us, his name is Jamie Gollenbeck. He is the Managing Director, Tax and Estate Planning, CIBC Wealth Strategies Group. And once again, he's the author of this report. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, what led you to conduct this survey in the first place? Well, thanks for having me. We were looking at uh, anecdotal stories across our client base across Canada of parents giving money to kids. And we wondered, is this a one-off thing or is this a national trend? And uh, we obviously conducted a survey and concluded that, yes, it is a very common national trend right across Canada. Now, obviously, well, I'm not going to say obviously. I think most of us that are parents would like to be in a position to be able to help their kids out, whether it's with university or maybe a down payment on their first home or maybe something less extravagant or maybe something more extravagant. Uh, but not everyone's in a position to do this. I was surprised at the average dollar figure involved in this, Jamie. Absolutely. And I think a couple of things uh, that we have to comment on. Uh, the average number was $24,000, which seems very high. Uh, we often say if you're going to make a gift to the kids, it should be a gift of what we call never money. In other words, money you're never going to spend in your lifetime for your retirement. So how many Canadians really have $24,000? Well, it's interesting because when you combine this with another trend, which is the intergenerational wealth transfer, an earlier report that we issued from CIBC earlier this year estimated that $750 billion, with a B, billion dollars, was going to be transferred over the next decade to the baby boomers. And the question is, are they paying some of that forward? Are they actually transferring some of that money in terms of a gift to their kids who need it more than them? So I think that's where some of the money might be coming from as well. Sorry, you say $750 billion is being transferred to the baby boomers? That's right, over the next decade. That's correct, yeah. So therefore, the parents have the money. They don't need that much money, and therefore, they may be passing some of that on in terms of gifts to their own kids to help them uh, get a head start, the millennials, etc. Now, one of the things that uh, jumps out right away here is it says, uh, yet, despite the, the average gift of $24,000, it says most Canadians at 68% 
either misunderstand or say they don't know the tax and other financial implications of gifting. So we'll start with the taxes. What are the tax implications for uh, providing a gift of this size? Yeah, well, good news is that in Canada, we don't have any type of gift tax at all. So actually, there are none. So you can give as much money as you want to whoever you want. The amount is completely tax-free. It's not reported on their tax return. Of course, if you're giving stuff that's gone up in value, like a stock portfolio or real estate, that's a disposition. So you have to pay the normal capital gains tax like you sold it to an arm's length person. But the gift itself, if you're just giving cash, no tax at all. So the advantage here, I think, is twofold. One, uh, you get to give that gift while you're still around, while you're still living, and you get to see the fruits of your labor in the uh, in the uh, gift to your child and this opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, tax avoidance is maybe the wrong terminology, but to, to choose what you pay your tax on and what you don't pay your tax on. Well, absolutely. So I think there's the, the softer side, which see the kids enjoy the money as opposed to leaving to them on death. Who knows what they're going to do with the money? Uh, you can see them enjoy it. And number two, there could be absolute tax savings because if you're in a high tax bracket, you're paying tax at, you know, 50% or so. Your kids are in a lower tax bracket. Even if the kids go ahead and invest that money, you're going to reduce the overall tax that the family pays. And that's perfectly legal as long as the kids are at least 18 years of age. Jamie Gollenbeck is our guest. He is Managing Director, Tax and Estate Planning, CIBC Wealth Strategies Group. And he's written a report that we talked about yesterday on 680 CJOB, but we didn't have time to get to it on Mackling and McGarry, about how most Canadian parents would rather give their adult kids money than have them live (laughs) at home. Uh, So is there any risk that is associated with providing these gifts? Well, absolutely. There's, first of all, the risk to the parents that uh, they could wind up uh, needing the money. As I often say with gifts, the biggest problem with making a gift is that later on it can be difficult to get it back later on. So you've got to make sure that the parents don't need the money. And I think if you have a financial plan, you're working with an advisor, and you look at your retirement needs, you can afford to make a gift. Second problem, what are the kids going to do with the money? And again, it, it comes down to, do you trust the kids? And maybe you give them a little bit now, see what they do with it, and then give them a little bit more later on. There are some more sophisticated strategies that involve perhaps putting the money in trust for the kids and putting conditions on it. Or maybe if you're helping them buy a first home, maybe loaning the money via a mortgage, which is secured by the home. They don't have to pay you interest, but then you can always call that should perhaps Maybe the kid did get into a marital breakdown, and you want to be able to get the money back. Well, you know, one of the things I found interesting in the report, Jamie, is the fact that some parents are a little bit overly generous to the point where they're prepared to borrow the money to lend slash give to their children. Yeah, I mean, that was certainly a minority. We were a bit surprised by that. Uh, it was a minority. But in some cases, you know, maybe the parents have more borrowing capacity. So they've got a home not fully leveraged uh they still have a bit of a mortgage but they've got an opportunity to borrow whereas a kid who's coming out of school may not have credit may not be able to borrow so maybe the child the parent would borrow uh in some cases we recommend maybe the kids can pay the interest on a loan but some cases the parents might be in the best position uh, to be able to make a substantial loan to the kids even if it means borrowing the money because they don't have the liquid money maybe the money's in an rsp maybe it's tied up in real estate but the parents do have net worth. They just don't have the cash flow. So in some cases, they might borrow. It's certainly not our recommendation. 
Jamie, when you were looking into this report and when you noticed this trend that uh, parents seem to be giving kids money and then you delved into it further, uh, did you learn of any reasons? Like why, why are parents choosing to give them money rather than uh, have them stay at home? Yeah, well, I think a couple of things. I mean, I don't think that's the fact is that the parents don't like the kids. They don't want them around. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue in most cases is parents want kids to succeed. They want them to be independent, both financially, mentally, etc. And the idea is to promote this independence, uh, let them live on their own. So it's not a sense as much as kicking them out, but they want to see the kids thrive. And to the extent that they may need some financial help because of the economy, you look at the jobs that are created right now, you know, the gig economy, millennials having trouble launching right after university, right after college, right after high school, very difficult to get that full-time, you know, good-paying job. So often they do need a financial support, especially when you combine that with the rising price of real estate in many communities across Canada. Jamie Gollenbeck is Managing Director, Tax and Estate Planning, CIBC Wealth Strategies Group. He joins us. He's the author of a report that we've been talking about the last couple of days. The headline is, Most Canadian Parents Prefer to Give Their Adult Kids Money Than Live With Them. And in this day and age of reverse mortgages and and uh, lots of people saying, you know, to their kids, on the flip side, uh, don't expect anything. We're, we're planning to spend it all. Uh, I, I've I've been told that myself. Uh, that is there a changing? <laughs> I, I have. Is there a, a changing trend there on the other side that uh, you know certain generations, maybe those of us that are in our thirty mid thirties to mid fifties, you know, might not necessarily need the help from our parents uh, the way uh, it was delivered in past generations, and so we're like, uh, yeah, go ahead, spend it all. We, we, I don't need anything from you. Absolutely. And I think obviously each family situation is different, but this was a national survey. It's accurate. You know, 19 out of 20 within a couple percent. So uh, we are seeing this trend. The number, uh, we haven't said it yet, but the number is 76%. 76% of parents with kids over the age of 18 are going to give them money. So while they're alive. So this is a very high number. And uh, I think, yeah, there are exceptions to that. Kids don't need the money. Fine. But uh, it's very, very common. And certainly with our, you know, one issue we haven't even talked about with the multicultural society that we have in Canada now, it's often a cultural expectation in certainly some cultures and communities to be able to transfer that money to help out the kids. So we're seeing more and more of that as well in certain cultural communities. Jamie Gollenbeck, we're going to let you go. Enjoy your weekend. All right, sir? Same to you guys. Take care. All right. Thank you very much to Jamie Gollenbeck, who is Managing Director, Tax and Estate Planning with CIBC Wealth Strategies Group. He is the author of this report from CIBC that says most Canadian parents prefer to give their adult kids money than live with them. And, uh, you know, Greg, I know you've often, you like to joke about how, oh, back to school is how many days away. And, uh, you know, you like to joke about how it's nice to have the kids, but it's also right. nice to get them out of the house. Yeah, well, um, 30, 37 days now. Uh, so back it, to school. Now, Jamie said that I don't think that's what the, what's going on here, but how much do you th- of that actually plays into this, do you think, that people are giving their – they'd rather give their kids money than have them come back home? I give my dad a hard time from time to time, including about five minutes ago here. 
in in terms of sharing what I've been told in terms of inheritance. But he also t- gave me some sage advice when I was younger. Sometimes you got to buy your own freedom. Yeah. You know. And so there is, I I think, a sense of parents buying their own freedom here. They don't want their kids around necessarily as long, and they look around, and they go, eh, "If I give them thirty grand for down payment on a house, that's worth having our home to ourselves, yeah, and having the basement empty, uh, because it is a trend. We're in the city. I believe I saw a survey in the last two years that Winnipeg has the highest number of uh, you know children, quote unquote children under the age of thirty. Living, still living at home, mm-hmm. you know. So there's, it's a very, very common thing, and uh, to see people get a little bit of a head start in terms of owning real estate and whatnot, this might be the only way to go. Because back in the day, you only needed maybe five, ten thousand bucks yeah. for down payment on a house. Now in Winnipeg, if you need twenty percent down for an average house, you're talking about sixty thousand dollars. Is that what it is? Twenty percent? Well, if you want to avoid CMHC. Okay. You know, you go ten percent. It's thirty grand. Five yep. percent. Uh, I don't know if they're even doing five percent anymore. So it's a big number. It's a much yeah. different number. So with everything, you know, twenty four thousand dollars now might be the same as five thousand dollars was thirty years ago. There's inflation on those numbers, and I think a lot of people have had help of their parents along the way to to get started. I don't think this is a new trend. I just think the numbers involved now maybe seem a little more startling. What would you rather do at 204-780-6868? Would you rather give your adult kids the cash to get them out of the house or keep them out of the house? Or would you rather just have them stay at home and that way they can save up their own finances accordingly? 204-780-6868. Would love to get your feedback on this. Or maybe you're an adult, adult kid yourself. What would you want your parents to do? Would you want them to, like, let's say you were in a situation where you had to go back home. Would you rather they let you go back home, or would you rather them open up the bank of mom and dad? 204-780-6868 is the number to call. It is the number to text. You can also email brett at cjob.com. Greg. No, it's sorry. It's gmac at cjob.com. gmac at cjob.com, spelled with a K. Your forecast is coming up next. We may be hot out here on the patio. I thought our listeners would be more hot under the collar about this topic. This idea of giving uh, kids money to kickstart their life, whether it's a wedding, whether it's down payment on a home. This new CIBC survey that we've been talking about, 76% say they'd give financial support to their kids. Where do you fit in? And if you're a quote-unquote kid I don't care if you're 18, 28, or 38 and you've maybe received some financial support from your parents along the way to get you kick-started in life. We'd love to hear your story. I'm Greg Mackling. He's Brett McGarry. We're on the patio, the rooftop patio at Santa Lucia on St. Mary's Road. We invite you to come down, say hello, join in the conversation. And Jamie Gollenbeck, who was our guest, he was the author of the CIBC report. He made uh, one reference to, you know, I don't think that this is situation where parents simply just want to get rid of their kids and so they want their kids to succeed they want them to have independence and that, that sort of made me think of my own situation and I want to start with the, the caveat that this is in no way a shot at my parents they've been very helpful over the years it's me who has been irresponsible but I ended up uh, so I went to university 
and was living at home. And then about age 24, I was kind of at a crossroads. It was I can continue just working full time and move out, mm-hmm. or I can go back to school. And then my parents offered, you know, you can stay at home rent free while you're going back to school. So I decided to do that. But I wish that I had moved out like from like 18. Why? 18, 19. Why? Because the, the independence, I think, that you gain when you're on your own. Because I was at home. I ended up being at home until I was 28. Yeah. And I think that uh, I think that ended up being a hindrance overall to just the way that I sort of deal with life in general. Well, you know what? I, I won't get too specific on who I'm speaking about here, but someone that's important to me and someone that I care a ton about uh, stayed at home until she was 28 and got her first teaching job, got her degree, got her uh, master's degree, and then and then went right into a condo. And I got to tell you, that's kind of my hope for my kids. Yeah, is that uh, I tell I, I tell all the young people that work with us at CJOB, stay at home as long as you can. <laughs> but in the meantime, save your money and do not rent a thing. I'm I'm a landlord. I love renters, <laughs> but don't rent. Save your money yeah. and buy yourself a house. And if you have to get three roommates to pay your mortgage, do that. But whatever you do, find a way to get into the real estate market and stay at home as long as your parents will have you. And do not move into an apartment where you're paying a thousand bucks a month, a thousand dollars a month saved in terms of rent. And utilities and all the other things associated with living on your own, that's twenty grand in probably about 18 months or less real easily. And then, boom, you can buy a condo or buy a house. I, and I just want to also, again, say this, I wasn't complaining about my parents. I was very I'm so super appreciative of all the help they've given. I just, for me personally, I think I would have been better off had I figured a way out to get out earlier it is 127 the news with the clayman is up next happy friday if it's your weekend you made it if it's the start of your work week thanks thanks for everybody that works the odd hours the double shifts the split shifts those are on the front line keeping us safe and keeping us protected and we always like to thank you so very much sitting across from St. Boniface Hospital, Albertson Research Center. Special shout out to all doctors, nurses, first responders out there. We're on the rooftop at Santa Lucia on St. Mary's Road in Marion. And it's an absolutely glorious day to skip out of work, eat early. It's the pizza slash party palooza with G-Mac and Brett McGarry. And don't forget your opportunity to win yourself yes. a $100 tab. At Santa Lucia Pizza on St. Mary's Road. You can just go to cjob.com and find the contest page. And if you don't know where that is, when you go to the home page, you'll see uh, two. You'll see the word more twice. You want the one that's uh, the, the font is black and it's on top of the white background. It's the second sort of below the first one. And if you hover the mouse over top of that, you'll see the drop down for the contests and you can click there and enter to win a uh, tab. Lots of like what, a thousand people or something last time we checked. Yep. I've been trying to get in on this. So uh, it's a hot ticket. You want to get yourself a hundred dollar tab to join us here at Santa Lucia Pizza, where we will be every Friday for the foreseeable future for the summer. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Loving it here. It's a rough life. Uh, we've been talking about this idea of how much support do you give your kids when they're 
trying to start off their life, whether it's in, when they're in university, maybe when they're getting married, maybe when they're looking to buy their first house. The CIBC survey says 76% say they'd give financial support to help an adult child move out, marry, or live with a partner, while 24% say they wouldn't provide any financial support. Of parents providing support, 47 said they'd give money in the form of a financial gift. 28% would let their child uh, and his or her partner live with them, and 25% say they would act as a guarantor on a mortgage. So I think for uh, since the beginning of time, parents have done whatever they can do to give their kids a, a leg up and to give them a good start in their young adult life. Yep, and we got a couple of text messages here at 204-780-6868. And if you want to join the conversation at that phone number, you can either text it or you can call it, 204-780-6868. One text reads, would have loved to have kids live at home longer. Not possible. We live in rural Manitoba. In order to become educated, they had to move to Winnipeg. So we bought our two kids a home in Winnipeg, which in the future... Hopefully, one of them will take over the payments someday. So that's one text. Greg, you said there's another one here. Yeah, I've got one here I want to read. We charged our kids rent once they started earning money. I put it in a savings account, but didn't tell them. I gave it back to them in private, so the brothers didn't know the trick. One comment uh, from... One of the kids, why didn't you charge me more? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, because then you get more back, yeah, right, on no. the on the rebate. For sure, yeah. So when you don't know that it's happening, uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, that surprise is awfully generous, of course. But uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, it's like, oh, why didn't you make me save more? And I, saving is such a discipline. We talked to Kelly Keene on, on Money Mondays every other Monday, and she talks about TFSAs, RESPs, RSPs, and just creating that whole ideal of saving. It because it's not anything that's instinctual, really, to save. You know, unless unless you're part squirrel. Yeah. Saving money for a rainy day <laughs> is something that you have to learn. Has to be imparted into you uh, by your parents or your grandparents or people that you view as mentors and and leaders in your life. Sometimes, the, the le- regardless of the lessons, uh, some people are just bad at it. I'm terrible at it. My mom has been tried to drill it into me for years, ever since I was a kid. you got to save money. you got to save money. you got to save money. But money has always burned a hole in my pocket. And only in the last year have I started to finally try. And it's not that I haven't been trying to save up for retirement. I'm just... I'm bad at budgeting. I'm bad at, uh, you know, I always have this urge to spend and, and go out and just buy stuff I don't need. And uh, and then I every so often I get this sort of rude awakening where it's, oh, I have this major expense coming up and I don't have any money because I spent $300 on a pair of sunglasses, which I ended up returning because I realized I can't afford them right now. So, yeah. If you're a parent or a grandparent, would love to to hear from you about the support that you've given a grandchild or one of your children and why you've done it and has it worked out or has it backfired 204-780-6868 that's the number to call that's the number to text we'd love to have you as part of our discussion this afternoon for this part of 
our show. What have we got lined up for the rest of the afternoon? Something about alpacas. Yes. Dancing with alpacas. Uh, Manitoba Farm has started dance classes, alpaca dance classes. This is 313 Farms in Enola, so we will be joined by... I believe it's Ann Patman who is coming down from 313 Farms at 2 o'clock. At 2.30, we are going to speak with Chandra Kremski, who uh, we met them earlier this year in the spring. Third and Bird is the name of their pop-up markets. They have these huge pop-up markets. I think the last one was in the basement at the Bay downtown. So uh, because they had previously been in, the, I believe, the Transcona Country Club, if mm-hmm. memory serves. Yep. And before that, they were in a church. So they they now have, they usually do two of these a year. They have a, a special one coming up. It's the Canada Summer Games Edition of the Third and Bird Pop-Up Market. So that's coming up in August. We'll talk to Chandra about that. Normally, Dr. Cyrus is here at 2.30. He's away today. I think he... Uh, Took his family camping or something. How dare he skip out on us to enjoy his himself and his family? As, as you've heard me say before, damn kids, they ruin everything. Kids ruin everything. Yep, yep. At 3 o'clock, we are going on a bruise cruise. A what? A bruise cruise. Winnipeg Tasting Tours has something oh. called a bruise cruise where they, my understanding is they, they ferry you around to, to different microbreweries like our friends at Torque, like our friends at Half Pints. So we're going to find out about that at 3 o'clock. And uh, we also have passes to give away at some point for PBR Canada for professional bull riders. If you've never seen this. If you've never seen a bull riding competition or this rodeo, you know, I'm always on the fence right about the animals and their safety mm-hmm. but i used to live in calgary's you know and stampede the chuck wagon race is always controversial because the horses get injured and ultimately some are destroyed because oh of their injuries and so it's a it's a happy and unhappy balance for some people uh, but the, the these rodeo events are spectacular i i confess i enjoy them immensely they're they're, they're, they're something special so we're gonna should we do that right now? We can just give them away right now. Do it. Let's give them away right now. Caller number 6 at 204-780-6868 is going to see the Professional Bull Riders, PBR Canada, Friday, October 6th at Bell MTS Place. Caller number 6 at 204-780-6868 is the number to call. And after, oh, you know what? we got a text here. Do you need a question? No, just call her six. Oh, call her six. Yeah. I like this. This Wow, what an aunt. What's, uh, what is What is the the text here? Uh, do you say aunt or aunt? I say aunt. I say aunt also. My aunt just gifted me a 20% down payment to buy a condominium. I'm forever grateful for that. Since only putting my own 5% would result in CMHC fees and a higher mortgage payment. What a generous family member that is. Yeah, that's And what great. a head start in life. Like I've said to you before, if I won the Mega Millions or whatever, the big uh, Lotto Max, Lotto Max, yeah, you know, even if it was $20 million, I'd pay off my mortgages of, of, of my brothers and my sister and the people close to me and my sister's-in-law and, and my brother-in-law and, and the people that are important to me as opposed to giving them money. Yep. I would pay off their mortgage because living mortgage-free or as low a mortgage as possible, I think, is the greatest gift you can give anyone. It creates 
money for them on month to month basis that they can hopefully use in other ways to help them set them up for retirement and of course then you have that equity in your home so uh that's a that's a great text message and awfully generous of that of that aunt giving her niece or nephew a real head start at life super generous wow it is 144. Oops. Sorry, I'm banging a microphone here. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Feel free to come join us. We're at Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road at Marion and Goulet. We're on the rooftop patio. It is a gorgeous day. The retractable roof, of course, is open. Uh, but if you are concerned at all about the heat, they have all the umbrellas out, so you'll still have some shade while you're outside enjoying the sunshine as well. And, of course, the delicious food at Santa Lucia. We're going to pause and have a look at your forecast, see if the rest of the weekend is going to be as beautiful as it is today. We'll do that next. We Just have a winner. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Margot Miller is the winner of the uh, Professional Bull Riders Canada tickets. She was calling number six, so she's going on Friday, October 6th, Bell MTS Place, Professional Bull Riders Canada. Congratulations, Margot. Glad you could get through the line and win those tickets. Wrangle those tickets. Oh, oh, lasso, lasso. Oh, so to speak. <laughs> hey, uh, just uh, one last comment uh, on the helping your kids out thing. Yep. We got one last text message and then we'll move on. Do you want to read it or shall I? Go ahead. I have a retired friend whose daughter split with her partner. The daughter wanted to buy her own house but can't afford to buy the same value as what she lived in. My friend was going to help her out with get this a thousand dollars a month. Wow, super generous. Then he tells me that he makes $90,000 a year. I just about fell off my chair. Now, 90000 sounds like a, a lot of money, but after taxes and everything, to take $1,000 a month out of that, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a lot. That's yeah, a high percentage. No so, yeah. Uh, sometimes we're generous to a fault, right, Brett? And uh, we appreciate that, I guess, if you're on the receiving end. But, you know, it... it I don't know if there's guilt involved with some people that they feel they have to give more than they're capable of gi- giving, uh, but it, that can be a problem as much as anything. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, generosity we can we can get a get a. Well, I even noticed with my with myself. Uh, I you know I commented that I I have a tendency to overspend, and I think a lot of that is just simple things like ah I'll buy you know I'll buy a round when I've already bought a round. Just and then I go home and I realize, well, I just spent a hundred dollars and I really only wanted to spend twenty. Yep, <laughs> yep. Well, that was the world of the hospitality industry, right? You made tips every night, and your paycheck really wasn't why you were there. You were there for the tips every night, but it made it pretty tough when you go out three nights a week and you know you wake up with a twenty in your pocket when you when you had a fifty and, and three or four twenties in your pocket when you left the restaurant right so yeah. the lifestyle you can get caught up in that and having the cash that's why I always caution parents that uh, tell me that their son or daughter has got a job at one of the finer dining establishments in our city is just you know make sure they understand how much money they're going to be making and kind of having go through their hands every single day because it's very tempting to to spend it all uh when you're living that lifestyle because uh, you kind of can live among uh, you know ahead of or above your means when, when you're making cash like that and then you know your paycheck isn't isn't very much so you got you got to sock it away we have another uh, text message that might be worth uh, reading as well here, Brett. This runs from Darren. 
who says, I have two teenage children, one entering grade 12, the other grade 10. My wife and I have been setting aside money for university. We've also tried to put money away for their down payment on their first homes. Wow. We brought them into this world, and we want them to go out into it with education and a place to live if we are able to provide them with it. They are very respectful and good people. Both work hard at their education and their extracurricular activities. We've been supported by our parents to the best of their abilities, and we will do the same for our children. Darren, that's great, man. Uh, good for you. You know, I think there's a, there's a, and I certainly don't want to overgeneralize, but I think there's a mentality for some who feel like, you know what, the gift of life is enough. I gave you life. So you, well, you can't fend for yourself? And I'm not saying that if that's what you do, that that's a bad thing. Right. But hearing, reading this text from Darren, you know, it kind of puts things into perspective. It's like, well, you know what, we brought you into this world. Um, for a lot of people, it's, a lot, you know, if, if they choose to have kids, like if they plan it and they, yep. they want to have kids, um, then I almost think that, yeah, maybe it is your responsibility to make sure that they are set. I don't know. Well, if that's rambling. Your, if that's your philosophy, and Darren, uh, I'd go for a beer with you any time to talk about parenting because I think that's an incredible way to look at it. Uh, that's uh, typically mine and Jackie's view on it as well, and, and we've, we, we've been lucky along the way to, to get the help that we need, whether it was 20, 30 years ago or 20 or, or 30 days ago. We know that we have support systems in our life when we get stuck for things. And it's not always financial. Sometimes it's just actual support, whether it's babysitting or, or helping out with a chore that needs to be done. And uh, that generosity goes a long way. And, uh, Darren, I, I absolutely loved uh, your text message and the fact that you're able to do that for your kids. Hats off to you, friend. Um, we got three minutes here. The Mortlands. Your visit with the Mortlands yesterday. Oh, man. Talk about... You want to talk about a dad who's doing everything he can for his children. Uh, the Mortlands have five adopted children. Gregory is 21. He has autism. He has ADHD. He's got a whole litany of, of things that he deals with, and so in turn his parents deal with. And Scott has been fairly successful in his life. He's 10 years my senior and has decided to retire, and he says that now his job is to look after Gregory and to give Gregory the opportunities to see and do the things that he needs to see and do. And so one of those things was coming to Winnipeg after they decided to cheer for the Blue Bombers after the San Diego Chargers moved to Los Angeles. A plight that Scott understood was something that Winnipeggers, sport, sport fans here in Manitoba had experienced back in 96. The lightning bolt, the colors, they just found it a really good mix. And so they've been here for the last few days. Yesterday, spending the day with Scott and Gregory. You know, I've often commented that the way to really get to know someone is to break bread with them. Just to sit down and have a meal. And yesterday we did that. We went to, we went to VJ's for a burger and fries. And we just got to chat. Just about average stuff, about dad stuff. Yep. And about Winnipeg and about San Diego. He learned a little bit about my family. I learned a little about his. And along the way, you create this friendship. And you realize that uh, even though uh, they live in summer, you know, 12 months of the year, and uh, economic status being maybe a little bit different, uh, at the core of it, we had a lot of the same values. And 
to have them here in our community and to really make them honorary Winnipeggers, in my opinion, was a real honor for me to be involved. And I haven't done this enough, Brett, but I want to thank everyone in Winnipeg who has opened their arms, opened their hearts to the Mortlands and making them feel welcome and making them feel so special here in our community. I said it with Hal this morning. I've referenced my time in the hospitality industry maybe ad nauseum while I've been doing this job, but I owe that world so much credit. And uh, if we have to build and become ambassadors uh, one guest at a time, then uh, I'm up to the task, and I think a lot of Manitobans are. And they got a great football game, too. Oh, my God, that game. I can't even start talking about that game. We need a whole segment on the game alone. Maybe we'll redo that or revisit this subject later on this afternoon. But in the meantime, we have a a weather forecast to look at, so why don't we do that right away? You want to give a shout-out to the 313? That's right. Hey! That's right. Yeah, I don't know if they can hear us down there in Detroit. But we have some kiss. There That's, could be somebody was, listening on cjob.com. That is true. Uh, we are enjoying our uh, first introduction. I spent the entire day yesterday, and with uh, some folks from San Diego, and I love to travel, and so the next be- best thing to traveling is having people come here and tell them about where they're from. And you're from Detroit. That's Your right. husband is from the De- Toronto area, and now we have you here in Manitoba, and we're going to tell folks why you moved here. So the, the, the reason why we reached out to Anne before we learned all this interesting stuff about where she's from is the headline on globalnews.ca spotted this one, what's the day today? Uh, spotted this one yesterday. Manitoba Farm starts alpaca dance classes. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's the 313 Farms in Enola, and Anne Patman is our guest from the farms. Now, before we get into the alpaca stuff, uh, 313 Detroit what are you doing in Winnipeg and Manitoba well when my husband and I got married we moved to Calgary for a couple years we didn't really like it and we found out about alpacas we wanted to get some so we moved here to Manitoba to get some land and to get some boys sounds like a great idea Uh, did they tell you about winter they did but I still didn't believe it until I got here (laughs) So where you're, you're you're from Detroit? Your husband is from where? Windsor, Ontario, oh, Toronto, okay. Toronto area. So uh, where did you two meet? We met through a friend of a friend and started talking online and on the phone and eventually met and here we are. Now the interesting uh, fact, geographically speaking, that some people don't realize is that Detroit is actually north of Windsor. Right. And so, you, you know, uh, we're typically used to the Americans living further south. Of course, Detroit would be further south than Manitoba, but it's it's north of Windsor. But you get some pretty nasty weather down in your part of the world or where you're from. I mean, this is your part of the world now. But uh, were, were you prepared for, for what you had your first couple of winters here? I wasn't. Uh, we moved here the week before Christmas when it was minus 40. <laughs> And I said, you you plug in your car? You what? Uh, yeah. It was an experience. But this makes it all worth it, right? Yes. At this time of year. Yes. And so I mentioned to you that back in 1987 or 88, 
my buddy Harry Crossan and I went to Minneapolis to see the Blue Jays. And I love reading newspapers when I'm traveling, the, the, the locals. And USA Today was kind of a new thing. And I read this article about alpacas. And at like 19, I'm like, that's it. I'm buying a, a, a pair of alpacas. I'm going to get land. And well, I never really did that. But what's the attraction about alpacas? Here we are almost 30 years later, and it's still a thing. Well, they're wonderful. For someone like me who grew up with stuffed animals, not dolls, it's like they're real-life stuffed animals. They're so friendly. They're adorable. They're fuzzy. You couldn't want a better pet, I don't think. What is an alpaca for those who, who are unfamiliar with this animal? Or what is it like, maybe, is if there's a comparison that could be made? They're a smaller version of a llama. They're sweeter. They don't spit uh, unless you get in the way of their food when it's food time. And um, they're bred for their fiber, where a, uh, a llama is bred as a pack animal to carry things around. Alpacas are bred for their fluff, and they get a lot of it. We just sheared them, or had them sheared last month, and we got three pounds off of each one. What off is- of each one? And how often would they be sheared in a, in a given year? Just once? Just once. Right, and so the value of that wool is 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 there. It's it justifies the food they eat. Well, unfortunately, it would be if we could find someone to spin it. Uh, unfortunately, spinning is is becoming more rare, and the oh, people really? that do spin only like to do their own animals because it's such a time-consuming process. So we have a lot of fiber. If anybody out there spins, we've got plenty of it available. All right. Well, <laughs> so, maybe we can connect you. Right. What do you what do you turn this alpaca fiber into? Sweaters, socks, uh, felt. You can stuff a dog bed with it, but it's a, it's a really good material. It's, it's similar to wool, but it's hypoallergenic. Like, I'm allergic to everything there is, but I'm not allergic to alpacas. Really? Yeah, because their fiber doesn't have any lanolin in it. It's just hollow, so. Now, lanolin, is that an oil? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Like what you get in uh, sheep's wool. Okay. So, if you're not shearing for a profit... And you're not uh, breeding these things because you told us you have just boys. Right. How are you making money with alpacas? Are you charging people money just to look at them, or what are you doing? No, we they've basically just been our pets. Um, we, we don't really have them as an investment or anything, but when we've had people visit, they love them. Uh, they're kind of rare where we are, so uh, we, we just like having people visit. But you've started something... New, mm-hmm. your your the three one three farms are now hosting dance classes with <laughs> alpacas. That's right. How did that come into your head? Well, I used to work at a dance studio, and uh, like I said, we've had a lot of kids visit. We've had a lot of people stop by, and they love them. They get along really well, and um, we do have some the friends down the road doing some goat yoga, of course. And uh, I said, hey, this is a good idea to get kids and animals together uh, adults as well with the fitness classes and it's fun yeah you mentioned the goat yoga uh, and i've seen pictures of people doing the weird yoga poses and goats are climbing up on their backs uh how interactive are these classes where like how how much are the alpacas involved well they don't climb on your backs it's uh (laughs) definitely not intrusive like that but they will walk around in between the people um, the mommy and me class that we have, we involve the, the dances and the activities with the alpacas. So the kids will walk by and, you know, pet them, take pictures with them. Um, actually, our last uh, hip-hop class that we had, one of the boys was standing next to the teacher. So it looked like he was helping teach the class. So, 
<laughs> you know, I, I love this connection with nature and, and simplifying life, right? Because life has gotten so crazy for a lot of people. So I, mm-hmm. I commend you and your husband for, for taking the step to come and live here in Manitoba. But I have to tell you, I was excited about this Dancing with Alpacas, and I said it to Jeff Courier earlier because, like me, alpacas also have two left feet. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not getting to dance physically with them, just with them around. So they're super social, aren't they? They are. They're not uh, intrusive, but they're very curious, and they like the attention. What do they eat? They eat grass, uh, hay, and we give them some kibble every day. Uh, just has some vitamins, a vitamin mix in it, uh, but mainly grass. Now you, uh, how many do you have? Nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. And they're all boys? Yes. So is that by design, or it was just sort of like a fluke that you ended up with nine male alpacas? It was our choice. Um, alpaca, the boys and girls have to be separated, so... We just decided we'd stay with boys, so we would only have the, the one barn, the one fenced-in area instead of two. Now, we gave a shout-out to the 313. You're wearing a T-shirt that says born in the 313, so clearly you, you carry Detroit close to your heart. I do. What are the names of the alpacas? Well, we have Benny. Uh, he's named for Benny Napoleon, who's the current uh, sheriff. Was one of my professors back in the day. Uh, Woodward is the main road that goes through Detroit where the Woodward Dream Cruise is every year. Uh, we have Shanty, well, um, let's see here. We did have Shanty. Unfortunately, Shanty passed away uh, last year. Sorry about that. Um, we have Coleman, who was named after Coleman Young, uh, Detroit's first black mayor. Yes. We used to have Detroit Cable TV. Oh. So we had WDIV. WDIV. Oh, Channel 4, right. yes. Channel 4, yeah. Carmen, what was her name? Carmen Harlan. Carmen she Harlan. Just retired. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they were part of our lives growing up. Bernie Smilovitz and all those He's guys. Still right? there, yep. So, <laughs> so Detroit and Winnipeg are kind of kinder spirits uh, in a certain way. So some of these uh, things you're talking about are familiar to people in Winnipeg of a certain age that, mm. that had to put up with uh, Detroit cable TV over the years. <laughs> Uh, we also have Iggy for Iggy Pop. Of course. Uh, Coney Dog. That's one of the, the treats in Detroit. It's a hot dog with chili and onions and mustard. Okay. Uh, that sounds how delicious. Many, how many did I name already? Let's see. Six. <laughs> Six. We have Morley. Uh, Morley is a chocolate factory uh, in Detroit. And uh, Morley is brown with a white face, so he looks kind of like a cream-filled chocolate. Nice. Um then we have, oh, our two, or two newer ones. We have Soupy, named after Soupy Sales, who was a uh, Detroit comedian. He had a TV show back in the day. Sure. And our last one is Pistol. Uh, Pistol is named after my friend Pistol Allen, who was a drummer for Motown. Oh, neat. Yeah, and he was uh, featured in uh, the movie Standing in the Shadows of Motown. I'll have to see that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen The Wrecking Crew? No. Okay, so we exchanged. So that, that's a music documentary you need to see. Okay. About uh, the West Coast musicians that played on a lot of the early Beach Boys albums. Uh, Glenn Campbell was a part of the Wrecking Crew once okay. upon a time. And these guys, of course, uh, Jeff Currier, one of our colleagues, will tell you, got paid scale. They never got credit on the albums, right? right? Which may be the same situation with your friend Pistol. And so uh, these uh, documentaries uh, give 
a little bit of credit to the individuals that deserve credit and recognition for the role they played in creating American music. And mm-hmm. I mean, Motown is, Amer- is as American as it gets. Right. So Pistons fan? Yeah. Eh. But Red Wings, yes? Of course. Why, yeah. why are you kind of eh on the Pistons? Oh, basketball is not my thing, and uh, we don't talk too much about football in Detroit, as you may know. Yeah, they don't win very many games there. No. Yes. Yeah, Barry Sanders was the best thing to happen to football in Detroit for a long time, and even he couldn't take the Lions to the Super Bowl. But hockey is obviously a big thing. It's Hockey Town. Mm -hmm. USA is is Detroit, and Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe. Right. Uh, Steve Iserman, and and, uh, lots of great players since, so... Uh, great to have you here. Do you want to stick around for a few more minutes? And sure. We can tell people how they can come and visit you, visit the alpacas, and, and dance along and find out about some of the classes. Of course. And Patman is our guest from 313 Farms in Enola. This farm has just started offering alpaca dance classes, so we'll learn more about that after your forecast, which is coming up next. Brett McGarry with Greg Mackling. We are on the patio, the rooftop patio, Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road. We're here every Friday this summer. You can enter to win a tab, a $100 tab at cjob.com to come sit with us. Join us at Patio Palooza at Santa Lucia Pizza. Our guest sitting with us right now is Ann Patman from 313 Farms in Enola. This farm has started hosting dance classes with alpacas. And you mentioned, Anne, that you have to keep male and female alpacas separate. Why is that? Well, if you don't, you'll have a lot more alpacas. (laughs) (laughs) I thought maybe it was that, but I was wondering if there was something else going on there. No. So they just, uh, they're ravenous or what? Well, they like company. (laughs) They're very social, like I said. Brett, Brett, did you miss that week of health class? She's being very diplomatic about it. <laughs> yeah, she is. They're, they're amorous animals, are they? That's right. Okay. Well. Okay. So the uh, if somebody wants to come down to 313 Farms or they want to investigate it, is there a way to, like, do you have anything online? Absolutely. Uh, we are on Facebook at 313 Farms. And if you're interested in the dance classes, that is at, alpacazonedance.weebly.com Dot, what was the second part? Weebly. How do you spell that? W-E-E-B-L-Y And if you do reach out on Facebook, I reached out to Anne yesterday and you responded within like five minutes so she's very quick to get back to messages on Facebook What sort of, you have a list of classes there what kind of classes are you offering? Mm-hmm. We have six classes that are going on uh, we have pack of Pilates, which is a Pilates <laughs> class we have Barn Bar. Uh, bar is one of the newer exercise fads going on. It's a very good workout. It's like what the ballet dancers use before they go on and perform. Uh, camelid Cardio. Get your heart rate going. Uh, different cardio exercises. Alpaca Fit Boot Camp. Uh, that's a combination of everything. It's a really good workout. Depending on your body weight, it's based on uh, your weight and your lifestyle. Poppin' Packers Hip Hop, that's <laughs> great for the whole family. We had a family come out last week, two kids and two parents. They had a great time, learned a little routine. And Mommy the Alpacas and Me, that's for little kids, toddlers. Um, we've had some infants being held in, in carriers uh, and their moms for kids to 
get used to moving to music, uh, learning instructions, listening to directions, and socializing with animals as well. And all our classes are 45 minutes long, and then the last 15 minutes you can have a little meet and greet with the alpacas, take some selfies, give them some food, just have a good time. So have you had to learn all these uh different uh, disciplines yourself Anne, or have you got other instructors uh, how does it work oh i do have a professional instructor uh i hang out a little bit on the sidelines and participate as well but uh i have some somebody with uh, that's much more capable of that than i am so where is 313 farms we're just south of enola on highway 12 uh two miles south of highway 15 we're at uh, highway 12 and mission road so that's a growing part of our province. Uh, whether you're in Steinbach, you can just come up uh, Highway 12 or St. Anne, or if you're in Oak Bank, Enola, Dugald, uh, these growing bedroom communities in and around the city of Winnipeg, you're not really all that far away at all. No, not at all. We're only half an hour from Transcona. So I like the way you ride. think. It's fantastic. <laughs> what does it cost? Uh, classes are $10 if you register in advance. 15. Wow. I know, that's cheap, right? Yeah, no kidding. What's the what's it been or what's the response been so far? Oh, uh, we haven't had a lot of people yet, honestly. Um, we have had some people just come out and look around, which is fine. You're more than welcome to contact me on Facebook and see if I'm around to come take a look. Um, but we would like to get more people in the classes, definitely. Well, we're happy to have you here. You and your husband, entrepreneurs, citizens of our province, and if we can uh, give you a little bit of a hand here to get folks out and, and interacting with the alpacas, getting active, getting healthy, uh, we're more than happy to do that. Thank you. Um, so once again, maybe just give that website one more time. That okay. You, the Weebly one. All right. It is alpaca zone dance. Uh, one word dot weebly w-e-e-b-l-y dot com and again 313 farms also on facebook and i did i was it uh do you have a twitter account or instagram was it i am on twitter uh annie alpaca that's right annie alpaca yeah because that's where i first saw the detroit thing and was curious about that so uh listen thanks for coming down to visit us well thank you so much for sounds like a lot of fun so uh um, where do they sleep at night, by the way? You said they're your pets, so do, you, do they ever come into the home, or do they always stay outside? Well, I, I have brought a couple in once in a while, but that's when my husband's not there, so <laughs> don't... Oh, you have brought them in the house? I did. To, really? To meet my cats. Come on! Oh. <laughs> you have cats. You said you're allergic to everything, and you have cats. I am allergic to them, but I love yeah. animals. I, I'm, I was allergic to cats, too. We so. once caught my baby sister... In uh, in the house in Boys Vane with a baby cow, a calf <gasps> in the kitchen, and we walked in and like, Allison, what are you doing? And she's laughing. She goes, I just wanted to see what it would look like. <laughs> so you just wanted to know what it looked like I to did. have an alpaca in the house. I did. He looked at himself in the mirror. He liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. And Thank Patman from Three One Three Farms in Enola. Once again, they are now offering dance classes with alpacas after global news at 2 30 with clay young we're going to third and bird on mackling and mcgarry i take good pictures yeah you yeah. do yeah, yeah that's a good picture yeah it is it has been determined that the victim had picked it has been determined what that is the that? Victim... i don't know what that is some so clay man get out of the news booth <laughs> it's our turn now Clay Young's goofing around in the news booth. Uh, so it's Brett McGarry, Greg Mackling. We are live on location. Patio Palooza, Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road. 
Uh, they also have chicken, though. John Lasani, our promo guy, he oh. got himself some chicken. John and Sky. You can smell it from here. Yeah, it smells delicious. So we're here every Friday uh, for the summer, the rooftop patio. It is sensational. And we have to thank, before we introduce our next guest, we have to thank our friends from Torque Brewing. John Heim just came by to drop off some... We're not gonna, we can't open these here, but I'm just gonna look, have a look at this. This is the Summer Session Variety Pack. There's, uh, what does that say? Does that say Mangoza? Mangoza. It's uh, fruit and beer, a natural summer combination. Oh, John's taking a picture. So I'm gonna pose for the camera right now. There we go. Uh, there's the Witty Belgian, which is my favorite. There's Muster Point, which is an American pale ale. And Poolside, which is, uh, an India Session Ale. That'll so, be perfect yeah. uh, for the pool party this weekend. The Twins are turning 11 this weekend, and we have no less than three birthday parties at my house this weekend. Wow. So uh, I, I'm going to maybe buy your half of the beer from you because I may need all of those <laughs> just to get through the weekend. Well, you know what? I, uh, I walked here, so... I'm walking home, so I can't carry that. We'll so you negotiate. Can just take them. Yeah, you we'll can just negotiate. take them. <laughs> Uh, it, by the way, guys, can we get more volume for Greg? Sorry, we're just doing this. To you listening to this radio station right now, yep. li live radio, sometimes things go wrong. Um, so, our guest, Chandra Kremsky from Third and Bird. We interviewed you, when was that now? Back in, uh, I guess the end of April it was. Oh, my God, it's already it, been that long? It was before your yeah. big uh, pop-up market at the bay, at the bay which was a smashing rousing success yes yes tell us all about it oh it was great it was a great success we had over six thousand people show up to go shopping that day and we wrapped six thousand over six thousand we wrapped both streets we wrapped all the way to the wag we had the entrance at vaughn and we went all the way around but we had a... Like a lineup, you mean? A lineup, but we pushed oh, that my. lineup so fast. We had, I, I uh, solicited all my husband's buddies from the fire department and Charlotte's husband, and we uh, we pushed that line with all these good-looking guys, with all the ladies. <laughs> it was it was wonderful. That's why we weren't invited. <laughs> yeah. Brett, yeah. they didn't think we would have the same effect as the, as the firefighters. No. Yeah. Well, it's so great to hear that it was such a rousing success, and, and that space, to see it brought to life like that, tell us about that. It was my intention to come down, but, but life got in the way, and so it didn't get an opportunity to come down. Maybe paint that picture for us. Yeah, so that day, um, it was a beautiful day and the weather was fantastic so that's always a plus and uh, yeah a lot of people were excited to see that space uh, reused and revitalized so there was a lot of curiosity a lot of good memories people talking about the malts that they used to get yes the malt stock you and bet so we had over uh, 110 vendors and plus we had all of our food and drink vendors uh, we got a license down there as well so you could enjoy Ooh. wine and uh, some fine liquor you, you missed out but um, so it just created a whole shopping experience for for people to really stay and enjoy we had a DJ down there so it's just a whole experience um, and just great shopping and um, you know as you're wearing one of our vendors right now there's just such good talent here in the city and uh, I think people just really know that and they don't want to miss out on that because they're all in one spot and one day so you can really get all your goodies you've been looking at on social media. So tonight is the opening ceremonies of the Canada Summer Games. We're going to have thousands of people 
in Winnipeg that are not from here. Yeah. It's summertime. We are at our absolute most gorgeous right now. You're going to take advantage of having all these extra people in town. Totally. Yeah, we're so excited to be a part of the Canada Games. We're going to have a, a pop-up, a three-day pop-up market. And uh, that's going to be July 10, 11, 12th. And we're taking over the east side behind the stage um, of the Forks grounds. So there's a stage and we're on the east side behind there. And we're going to have uh, a total of up to 90 different vendors throughout those three days, really showcasing all these people that are coming into Winnipeg, you know, what we're made out of and, and what we have to offer. And we just have an awesome lineup. You, by the way, she, she referenced my hat. I'm wearing the, the Winnipeg Thunder hat from Oak and Ore. And I have to say, I've seen those all over town. I know that they sold out really. It's Chris, right? Yeah. Yes. Chris, they sold out in like an hour. Yeah, they sold out in no time <laughs> flat, and they're hoping to get more. They've just got to be worked into the run at New Era because New Era does hats for Major League Baseball and a variety of different things, and so these smaller runs they've got to fit in. But just this whole idea of Winnipeg, right, and how people are connecting with local and are really celebrating Winnipeg yeah. versus just, you know, uh, things that might be generic. We just had our friend Annie Alpaca here, and she's, you know, she's wearing, she's from Detroit, and she's repping the 313. Yeah. I got nothing but respect for people yeah. who rep where they're from, right? <laughs> yes, of course. And, you know, it's it's a great way for people who are coming to Winnipeg to pick up a souvenir that truly is Winnipeg. Right. You know, you got someone like Huron Woodwork who's making these crib boards out of the shape of Manitoba. Like, what a great keepsake to have, like, from the Canada Games. You were in Manitoba and Winnipeg, and, you know, who doesn't love playing a good crib game when they're out at the lake? So just stuff like that's just super unique, but very Winnipeg. And I just, I love that Canada Games invited us to come in and bring all these local vendors um, to this great event. So are you sort of like the like the like a, a traffic cop so to speak for all these local vendors if they came to you is that because they knew that you'd be able to marshal everyone in yeah they kind of come like you know we're we, we've made a name for ourselves that people do when they when they're hosting bigger events you know instead of them trying to organize it themselves they come to third and bird and say hey can you ladies put this together and then we're able to do that because that's what we do well and we, you know, we have the roster of all the vendors that we know that would fit in well, um, you know, for different events. Now, don't hold Chandra's Ontario accent against her. <laughs> I think it's adorable. I've commented on it the last time you were on the program, Chandra. I don't point it out out of anything but love and affection for you. But, you know, you are a convert, right? You're not from here. I'm and not. here you are. You're doing such an amazing job to promote Manitoba and things Manitoba. And so... Uh, we love outside validation here. Oh, thank you. And you've given us that without oh. question, right? I love that you pick up on it. I've been here for 15 years, and I just <laughs> can't drop it. I don't know. I try so hard. Where are you from in Ontario? Kitchener, Waterloo. I, I didn't even realize I would have. I'm, I'm not as familiar with the area, clearly, as Greg is yeah. to have been able to pick up yeah, on it. Yeah, he's so. got a good year. Good year. You're better traveled. You did say you like to travel. I love to travel, and I love to pick up on the different accents. Yesterday, spending 
the day with the Mortlands from San Diego. Scott Mortland, a little bit older than I am, born in Arizona, but you can tell he's American. He's right. got those American-isms. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I'm an assimilator, so I typically I start taking on a little bit of a twang if I'm in <laughs> Texas or, or yes. the Carolinas or somewhere like that. So uh, I'm, I'd be, if I went to Australia for six months, I'd be full on. Hey, mate, I'd be, I'd be full on for at least three months oh, I love it. coming back right so uh, I, I have a little bit of an, an ear for that as you mentioned Brett so what will be the hours of this market and do we have to buy tickets because uh, typically for your events we've had to buy tickets in advance yep. before nope this is totally free and family friendly so uh, the games are taking over the entire grounds of the Forks market or sorry the Forks grounds and so um, they're gonna just have tons of stuff they got music going on they got different pavilions representing different cultures of Canada and what makes us so unique and diverse um, food trucks of course they have our market set up um, and then at the end of each evening they end each evening with a fireworks show which is also great to enjoy as well so um, our market opens up at like 4 4 30 and it goes until about dusk so just before the fireworks show so you can enjoy your day at the pool or walk around downtown and then come check out you know the food trucks and our market in the evening our guest is Chandra Kremsky we will continue our chat in a moment we're uh, talking about third and bird having another market and it's going to be the Canada Summer Games Edition three days August 10th 11th and 12th at the Forks there will be 90 vendors throughout the three days so we'll learn a bit more about some of the stuff that will be at this market after we have a look at your forecast which is coming up next Greg Mackling, Brett McGarry being spoiled again by the staff here at Santa Lucia on St. Mary's Road and by Mother Nature, an absolutely fantastic day to come and say hello, spend a little bit of time with us. It's our party slash pizza palooza. It's your excuse to get out of work a little bit early on a Friday if you're not heading out to the lake or to the cottage. Come and have some fun with us. Come have a, come have a cold bevy with us up on the patio and uh, maybe a little bit of pizza. Chandra Kremsky is our guest from Third and Bird. And for those who are the un uninitiated, uh, if you're just tuning in, how would you very quickly describe Third and Bird? Quickly describe, we are a massive urban market here in the city where we showcase all Manitoba local entrepreneurs, farmers, and local makers. So the market is happening uh, August 10th, 11th, and 12th. It's going to be three days. Um, the previous one you had was at the Bay uh, downtown, the basements, and before that used to be where? The Transcona Country Club, was it? Yeah, we just did a quick little stint there for a year. Okay. Then you outgrew it. And then we outgrew it. Ridiculous. <laughs> so when is the, uh, after the, the, is this Canada Summer Games, is this like a sort of a special edition of the market? Yeah, we're starting to do some special editions if it falls in line with, you know, what we what we do and what our brand is about. So we're doing the Canada Games and then we got another uh, special one that we haven't announced yet that's going to be coming up uh, in September. And of course you'll announce it first here on Mackling and McGarry, right? Absolutely. Okay. You'll be getting a text. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Just want to make sure you guys can have that announcement. And then, um, and then of course, we'll have our, our fall market, which will be at the Bay again. And we're going to do it for three days, uh, the 24th, the 25th, and 26th for well, our Christmas market. When we were in our last commercial break, I asked Chandra if she was living in Winnipeg during the Pan Am Games in 99, and she missed them. And I was telling her, and, and Brett, I'm sure you remember the party that was at the Forks every night. Even if you didn't go to a single sports venue, 
the party mm -hmm. and the entertainment on the stage at the Forks was incredible. And by the sounds of things, it's going to be no different this year. You, the Trues, Cardinal Official, the Sheepdogs, Serena Ryder, Brett Kissel, and Fred Penner, our good friend Fred Penner, yeah. and the Crash Test Dummies. I don't know the last time they performed in Winnipeg, but they're going to perform with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. So I... That's amazing. I've, yeah. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Don't miss out on this event because by the time it's halfway done, all your friends are going to be doing and attending these events and you're going to be going, oh, I should have gone to that. Make it a priority because you'll be disappointed if you don't because I don't think we understand what we're on the precipice of here. It's going to be a fairly magical two weeks for our community celebrating who we are and showing the rest of the Canada, Canada how we know how to party and have fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's not to be missed. I, I echo everything you just said and this market's going to be fantastic and you know as we shared before it's free, food trucks, beer gardens, live music, great vendors. Like it is not to be missed. You've been here since 2002. I, I'm just noticing, and maybe you can your uh, observations will be different, but I'm just noticing, it seems like even just in the last couple of years, uh, this celebration of buying local, like the, the reason why I, or the reason why I found out about this market is I was just surfing Instagram, and I bought this uh, picture of uh, Peg City air freshener. Uh, I know. And I thought, oh, that's neat. And then I, oh, hey, third and bird. And they, 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 this is how the wheels turned last night. Hey, that's neat. Oh, hey, third and bird. Canada Games Market. And then I emailed you instantly. I loved it. Uh, but, uh, like, I never used to see things that were Peg City, Winnipeg. And now it's, there's a, well, the Peg, is that what it's called? The Peg brand? Yes, the Peg brand. So why is, why are the, the brands themselves so uh, vehemently celebrating Winnipeg? Um, as you know, we were talking before on the break, I just, I think Winnipeggers like having something that is distinctly their own and something they can celebrate and that they can brag about when they travel to other provinces or go traveling across the world. It's like, yeah, to wear a hoodie that says the peg, you know, or have, you know, a hat that, you know, from Okanor that says Winnipeg Thunder, like that stuff is cool. That's distinctly our own. And when other people are, you know, see that they recognize it and know it. And it's a great story and it's a great connection to make with someone. I was telling Scott yesterday about when uh, the boys and Jackie and I were in Disneyland a few years ago and I was walking through uh, California the, the other uh, park across from Disneyland and uh, there's a guy with the Winnipeg Jets hat and we just walked past one another just gave each other a high five and I kept walking he was in line and it was just it was understood that it was cool to see each other didn't have time to talk to you but it was an acknowledgement and there is that renewed sense of pride about where we're from and, and you guys are really playing this up and I, I love the fact that you're doing it. It, it it's it's terrific can you give us another example of uh you mentioned the crib board shaped like manitoba give us another uh manitoba treasure that some of our friends that are visiting from across canada might want to take home yeah well actually that example that you just brought up was amazing he's a brand new vendor um to the market that we haven't had yet and uh he makes these wood shape cutouts of he's done the museum um oh, really? he does the peg and then he um puts 
oils on them, like scented oils, oh. as in a car air freshener. Oh, um, so he's brand new. So that's just another great one to have, like as a memento, because even when the the smell runs out, that's still a cool thing to have hanging on the dashboard to commemorate, you know, the Canada Games and and when you bought it. I'm just looking at the Fresh Emblem Instant Gram, as I like to call it, uh, Instagram feed. Yeah, there's a Winnipeg Gold Eyes air freshener. Uh, there's one that is shaped like the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. Wow. Yeah. So they're new, and, and that's what we love about Third and Bird. Like, you know, we have our stapled, um, like, vendor that we've had forever, but then we love, you know, putting people that are brand new up on a platform and really helping them explode their business, in, you know, in a big way. Where can we follow you, Third and Bird, on social media? Uh, on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram, and you just type in Third and Bird, and we will be there uh, waiting for you to give us that double tap. And you also have that uh, have a website, thirdandbirdevents.com. Uh, well, hey, Chandra Kremsky, thanks for coming down to visit us. This was fun. Yeah, this is great, you guys. Thank but you so much. Don't forget your website real quick. You're an amazing artist. Come on now. Uh, oh, yes. You're so sweet. Yes, I'm an abstract painter, and uh, you can find me at chandrakremsky.com where all my paintings are there on display. All right. I apologize for pronouncing your name incorrectly. I was saying Chandra. I wasn't sure. I was I'm like, I, I forgot to ask her ahead of time, so I gambled and I lost. It's okay. <laughs> Chandra Kremsky, thank you so much. Uh, Chandra. Chandra. Did I just say Chandra? No. No. <laughs> I'm poking fun at that Ontario accent again. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> uh, Global News with Clay Young going up at 3 o'clock. Up next. Brett McGarry with Greg Mackling. We are at Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road, at Marion and Goulet, the rooftop patio. It is extraordinary today for the weather. You have a chance to win a $100 tab at cjob.com to come down here and join us at Santa Lucia Pizza. And while you're here, maybe you can have a tasty beer. And that's actually the subject of Winnipeg Tasting Tours. I found out about this just a couple of days ago. Uh, a friend of mine was talking about it. And How I do said, these things what? fall in your lap? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, the, 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 the third and bird thing, I'm surfing Instagram. <laughs> and a friend of mine was telling me that they are looking into going to Winnipeg Tasting Tours. So I said, what is what is that? So Jessica Marinelli is here. She is the owner of Winnipeg Tasting Tours. And uh, Jessica, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for inviting me. Winnipeg Tasting Tours. Is this, uh, how long has this been around? Seven months we've been in operation. Just seven months? So yeah. it's, it's just a, a puppy. It's new, but so far so good. What do you do on a Winnipeg Tasting Tour? Uh, typically we uh, take Winnipeggers out, or I guess not necessarily Winnipeggers, but anybody near the city looking for a fun night out. We take you to a brewery where we have uh, dinner we get a behind the scenes tour of how the beer is made and then we carry on to three other breweries in a night again including tours including your beer flights and samples and then we get you around the city safely exposing the new microbreweries within the city getting out people out and trying some new things you know there's so much entrepreneurship going on of course we were just visiting with chandra from third and bird and we love to highlight new entrepreneurship and and i think there's room for so much more in this marketplace right because you'll hear people go oh are people going to do that uh, aren't there already enough things no 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 we are just scratching the surface of the cool things that we can have in winnipeg 
And I just wanted to relate the experience that we had in Montreal back in February on a walking tour of, you know, of a microbrewery, a bakery. And we went to six different places. It was 60 bucks. Yeah. And we walked. It was three hours. We got to take, you know, take in some of the culture and the architect. It was fantastic. It's so much fun. It's such a nice way to get out and explore your city, especially if you're not super familiar or comfortable with downtown. We'll take you around. It's safe. You're getting driven around and it's you're trying some new food and new beers and when you are out at a restaurant and you see or recognize them out or you see them on the shelves at your mlcc you're more predisposed to buy it you're supporting a local business and you know you've tried something you wouldn't have necessarily tried you may not like all the beers on the tour and that's fine but try something new, and I guarantee you're going to walk away with a handful of new favorites. Which breweries do you have, have you partnered with? I work with Pig Beer Company, Torque Brewing, uh, Little Brown Jug, Half Pines, One Great City. Um, what's the one on the Pemina? Uh, that Brazen Hall, soon to be on board, is um, Trans Canada Brewing and Stone Angel. So okay. Wow, yeah, that, that's quite the collection. That's <laughs> great. The majority of them. Well, and I, yeah, I want to thank again uh, John Heim, our friends from Torque. He dropped off two packs of uh, the summer session. Torque is great to us. Yeah, they've uh, been great to us too. They're so great citizens Have you tried too. these ones? No. I've the, the only well, I've tried the, the. I'm familiar with the Woody Belgian, but I've, I've not tried any of these other ones. So I got to try a lot of these at the beer festival, and they are tasty. Oh, really? Yeah, and of course, are. there's the Winnipeg Beer Festival coming up yes. on August 19th at, uh, at Fort Gibraltar. We're yep. going to tell you a little bit more about that yep. there's brew at the zoo coming up like all these local events right Great there was idea. the flatlanders beer festival which is fantastic you know but that was it and then now we've got, yeah it's snowballing and people don't realize you know if uh, if you think wine is a big deal now it's you know it was nothing 15 no. years ago well beer is the new wine right we're learning how to pair it with food we're so far behind and it's so nice that to be involved in this sort of movement. Again, I've traveled and been on brewery tours in different cities that have had very established brewing communities. So to s I just saw an opening in Winnipeg that there's all these new places opening up and somebody's got to do the tour, so I figured I might as well. What? How, how do you shuttle people around? I have two large cargo vans of sorts. One's a 15 passenger and the other one's a 12. How many people on uh, a given tour? Oh gosh, we've done upwards of 20 people on one tour, which is a lot of cat herding by the end of the night <laughs> um but uh typically you know you know we will pack that thing up until 14 so any given weekend there's anywhere between 40 and 70 people going on tours if i am uh going on a tour where does it start like do we use it downtown so typically we'll start um i've partnered with pig beer company so typically we will start there it's a good meeting place so i can have the waivers out and then they can order their food and then we go in on the tour and that's where we start it's central easy yeah. enough for people to get to well we're central right now we're you right now. we're in the heart of the city really we yeah. are just out of the downtown if you've never been here we're at the rooftop patio santa lucia on st mary's road uh, yeah st mary's road and uh the intersection of uh, goulet slash marion uh just at the entrance to st boniface come down and see us uh lots of liquid refreshment being consumed <laughs> on this patio right now and uh, we're just so happy to uh, introduce you to Jessica Marinelli. We'll take a break and we'll find out more about Winnipeg Tasting Tours, how you can get involved, how you can follow them on social media and uh, make up your own group and, and have a blast exploring this new part of our economy, this new part of our city that we're uh, so proud to, uh, to support and, and, and give an opportunity and a shout out to. We're going to have a look at traffic and weather up next.
There is a pizza on the patio that is... Oh, it's making its way back to Greg. Oh, you can smell the shrimp, man. You can smell it from here. Shrimp? What did you get? Shrimp and bacon? Side bacon and shrimp. Oh, oh man. Oh. That's such a weird... Well, hey, if you like it, great. It's not weird, man. It's weird. It's not. Traffic is uh, Air 680 Traffic Now, brought to you by PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. Here's Matt Abra. Things are looking okay for you out there as you start your Friday drive. Uh, the intersection of Portage and Sherbrooke was shut down for a police investigation, but that is now back open to you, so you're all good to go there. Uh, the west perimeter between Portage and Saskatchewan, a very slow spot because of a construction project. They're down to one lane there in the northern uh, northbound direction. And L is still a very slow spot because of uh, that construction that's going on there. That's a month-long project they're doing on Ellis. It takes strength to lift yourself up. Choppers Love You is here to help through their continued support of women's health. Learn more at choppersloveyou.ca. That's traffic for the Air 680 Chopper. Matt, if you're listening, wait one second before you slam down your microphone. For tonight, forecast, slight chance of overnight showers with a risk of a thunderstorm and a low of 19. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud with a high of 28. Sunday, sunny with a high of 31. Oh, you know what? I'm reading the Cottage Country forecast. Is it the same? It's very similar, brother. Well, let's just redo it anyway to be safe. Okay. Tonight, increasing cloud overnight, then 30% chance of showers before morning, risk of a thunderstorm, low 19. Mix of sudden cloud tomorrow with a high 29. Sunday, sunny and 31. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. And, oh, what is it right now? Is it 30 degrees, Greg? Yeah, it's 30. 30 degrees. Uh, 680 CJOB. Weather for... Lottomax, this week's jackpot is an estimated $15 million. Buy your Lottomax ticket online at playnow.com. Enjoy responsibly. So I'm not just supposed to finish talking and then just slam it down? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Slam! Poor Matt Abra. Matt, uh, welcome to the... Welcome to the gang here at 680 CJOB. That, consider that your initiation. We are talking about Winnipeg tasting tours. Jessica Marinelli is here in her splendor and telling us all about this uh, fantastic new addition to our economy and a way to really to show off uh, what's becoming such a growing industry in our town. And is it just young people coming on tours? Oh, gosh, no. Uh, anywhere from... Actually, I wouldn't even say it's young people. I'd like to say it's that mid to late 20s, okay, but up until, like, 55, 60... I've had people taking out their dads, and they, by the end of the tour, we're driving by the Fox and Hound. He's like, I want to go to the Fox and Hound, and we drop him off, and they're taking dad out for the night. So he's <laughs> reliving his youth and having a great time. I love it. No, absolutely not. It is... Uh, I think it's a nice, mature night out for adults. It's... Um, it's beer tasting. It's not an all-you-can-drink thing. It's a responsible consumption. So it's Winnipeg tasting tours. Are there yes. plans to bring any to introduce any more tasting tours? I'm working on it. I'm working on a, a food and wine, but to be honest, beer's been so busy that I'm trying to establish that and get that running well before I take on anything else. What's it like to start a business and have it be maybe not instantly successful, but to be successful to the point where, yeah, I don't even like I can't even consider doing anything else. This little part time endeavor turned full time real fast. How uh, quick? I started my first tour December 6th and they kind of like slow trickled in. It's a Christmas season, right? People have parties, people have other endeavors. But by January, February, by the time. People are telling people on Friday what they're doing on the weekend to then following up and telling them how it went on Monday. It just took this organic life of its own. And I mean, all I, all I get is requests for private parties or private functions or people going just as pairs and couples. And it is, 
I don't know, a couple months turnaround, and it's been honestly the best decision I've ever made. Good so this you. is your full-time occupation this now? This is full-time. What were you doing before? Uh, I was in the public insurance industry, and I took a leave because I was eligible for a five-year leave in service to raise my kids. So I was home with the kids for a few years and to be able to spend more time with them. And now my poor daughter's in daycare a couple of days a week because <laughs> I'm too busy. It's great for her, though. Like, it's, I mean, it's the best of both worlds, right? So where did you get this idea? Where did it come from? You, you mentioned that you've traveled yeah, yourself, yeah. and I mentioned Montreal. Where did you get this idea and, and the people close to you? Was it instant, oh, yeah, you got to do this, Jessica? Or was there some <sighs> hesitation? No, you know what? Hesitation was pretty minimal. Um... But as like all good stories start, there was a bottle, of, a couple bottles of wine consumed <laughs> at the lake one day, and um, our husbands were going on a bunch of football tours, and <laughs> we saw this $99 cruise. It was a repositioning cruise from Vancouver down to LA. So my girlfriend and I booked it, and the air miles down, and we're laughing. So as we're like, what are we gonna do in Vancouver, Victoria, Oregon? Wine tours and craft brewery tours just kept coming up, and I'm like. Hmm. there's a bunch of microbreweries opening up in Winnipeg. And then we went on the tours, and I'm like, I got this. I can do this. And the more I sat and thought about it, the more I just realized I had to do it. Like, I've done the walking downtown biz tours, like the wine tours and the patio crawls and the mobile feasts. And I feel like it's they're, they're busy. People love doing them. And I feel that Winnipegers really need something else to do in the evenings, right? Like, it's a great way to get together with friends, go see a bunch of new places, and... You know, it's it's a fun night out. It ends, you know, 10-ish, so then your night's not necessarily over. Like, we drop people off at the Pine to the King's Head or, you know, anywhere, and they just, it's it's a great night out with friends. You might want to consider dropping them off here. This would be a great Is stop. this your first time to this patio? Oh, gosh, no. Do you remember? <laughs> I was meeting some uh, old coworkers for drinks here one night, and it was that torrential rainstorm a few summers ago that, like, paralyzed the city for a day. I was at a baseball game that night. That was here. Well, yeah, there you yeah. go. That was my claim to fame yeah. here. Well, there you go. Now you got I'll more fond, forget. more fond memories now. Definitely. Jessica Marinelli is the owner of Winnipeg Tasting Tours. The website is winnipegtastingtours.ca, where you can get all the information on what it costs, on the places that you can go on these tours, and uh, I think we're. We're gonna have to maybe try to get on one of these tours. No, it doesn't hey, sound, it doesn't interest me in the least. Any time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like fun? No, no. I'm allergic to fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jessica, thank you so much for the oh, visit. We really appreciate me. it. We'll have a quick look at your forecast and sports up next. Brett McGarry with Greg Mackling. We are live on location. Patio Palooza continues. We are at Santa Lucia Pizza. Mm, on St. Mary's Road, Greg is enjoying himself a pizza right now. Mm -hmm. Side bacon and shrimp. Mm -hmm. I think it's a weird combination, but hey, whatever you enjoy. At least one text messenger uh, said, uh, it was Jason, said, uh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I don't think it sounds delicious, but it, it, it doesn't matter if I what I think. Greg likes it, and that's all that matters. And Phil Squarey texted me. He said, I hope you guys are enjoying the chairs and your pizza sounds delicious. That's Phil Squarey from uh, Lex uh, Furniture and, of course, Lex uh, Barbecue. I just don't like shrimp, so. Well, they're, well they don't don't judge the entire pizza based on a food you don't like altogether, McGarry. I'll That's judge it fair. if I, I'll judge it all I want. Well, like I said, it doesn't matter. I thought if you were I, more open-minded like than that. Well, it doesn't, like, like I said, it doesn't matter what I think. All right. You like it, so 
Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, Greg, Greg's sore because I don't like his pizza. I don't really care. It means it's more for me. <laughs> it's actually working out quite nicely, if you ask me. Yeah, oh, it's a great arrangement. Yep. Um, there are two new films out this weekend I want to tell you about. So why don't we look at what is new at the movies, including a real stinker. Lorraine Broughton, an expert in escape and evasion. Provisioned in intelligence collection. Let's cut the crap, shall we? And hand-to-hand -hand combat. The first movie I will tell you about stars Charlize Theron. It looks like John Wick meets Jason Bourne meets James Bond. It's called Atomic Blonde. It's an impressive set of skills. Talents can be overrated. Lorraine, how well do you know James Gascoigne? Enough to say hello. He's dead. It's directed by David Leach, who co-directed the first John Wick movie, and is based on a graphic novel about the deadliest assassin in MI6. Find out who's hunting down our operatives. A lot of brave men and women are going to show up dead. Your contact is David Percival. Let me help you with your bags. Welcome to Berlin. Here's the description. The crown jewel of Her Majesty's Secret Intelligence Service, Agent Lorraine Broughton, is equal parts spycraft, sensuality, and savagery, willing to deploy any of her skills to stay alive on her impossible mission. Sent alone into Berlin to deliver a priceless dossier out of the destabilized city, she partners with embedded station chief David Percival, played by James McAvoy, to navigate her way through the deadliest game of spies. Charlie's Theron trained like a beast for this film. At one point, she clenched her teeth so hard, she broke two of her teeth, and she showed up for work the next day. This movie looks fun. I think I f love you. That's too bad. She's a killer queen. Next up, something for the kids, but definitely not for the parents. The Emoji Movie. <gasps> Look who just sent me a text. Addie McAllister? What should I say? Just play it cool. Welcome to the world inside your phone, where everyone is expected to act one way their whole life. Aw, snap! That's right, they made a cartoon about the little smiley faces you text to your friends. It imagines a whole world of these things living inside your phone. My name is Gene, and I'm supposed to be a meh. meh. You know, like, meh, who cares? But my problem is, I have more than one emotion. Check this out. Huh? Huh? Son, please tell me you weren't laughing just now. The voice cast includes T.J. Miller, Anna Ferris, Sofia Vergara, James Corden, Maya Rudolph, Christina Aguilera, and Sir Patrick Stewart as the voice of the poop emoji. Okay, son, what do we do after we go potty? Should we wash our hands? <laughs> We're number two! Last time I checked, the Emoji Movie had a 3% rating on RottenTomatoes.com. Yep. The Emoji Movie, 3%. It's, it looks like something the kids will probably enjoy, but uh, the parents are, the, the critics are just tearing that movie apart, so. T.J. Miller left Silicon Valley <clears throat> to make that? <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> That's right, me? he left. 
he left the show. Uh, yeah, because he so was doing all these great projects. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that Office Christmas Party movie, which apparently wasn't very good. It was juvenile fun. I didn't mind it. You saw it? I, I watched it at home. I think I had a couple of uh, cold beverages, so okay. it added to the atmosphere. I, didn't, I haven't seen it. I thought it looks great, so I, it looks like the kind of movie Good where, cast. regardless Good. of what the critics say, I still want to watch it. Uh, so those are the two movies opening this weekend. If neither of those tickle your fancy, I would recommend Dunkirk. I saw that last week, and uh, it's an excellent war film. Uh, other than uh, the, the narration kind of threw me off, the way that the story sort of all blended together. But other than that, it's still really cool. And uh, I also saw Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I'm going to review that one this weekend on the Couch Potatoes tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock and again Sunday at 4. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, that one was ho-hum. I Disappointing. Noticed, I noticed how you got that plug in for your podcast yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Hey? Yeah. That was slick. So, yeah. It was that a, was slick. <laughs> You're trying to close the gap. There's a method to the madness. <laughs> oh, no, there's no, there's no catching up. The Blue Bomber podcast is destroying the Couch Potato podcast, and deservedly so. Although it still, it really grinds my gears. Why? That the podcast, when the promo is announced, that Bob Irving comes on and does yes. a commercial and talks yeah. about the Bomber podcast with Doug Brown. Yeah. Well, it's also with Greg Macklin. It's okay, Doug Brown's the drawing card, and you need to get a legendary broadcaster to hype uh, the podcast for the Couch Potatoes. That's true. Maybe you could get Patrick Stewart to voice that. Seems <laughs> as though he's not really worried about his brand right now. <laughs> Is you know what? Uh, that reminds me. I think Michael Caine starred in Jaws Four. There he, was a Jaws Four. Yeah. He and he couldn't. I think he actually won an Oscar, but he wasn't there to accept it because he was filming Jaws Four. Oh, wow. But and when asked, like apparently it was just a dreadful film. I never saw it, but he had no problem with it because he said it paid for his lake house. <laughs> so a lot of times they do these crappy movies. That's true. Uh, pun intended. In the case of Sir Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. and the emoji he's playing, they do these movies for paycheck. That'll and then that allows them to go off and do their little artsy fartsy movies. So, twenty second story about the poop emoji. Yep. My friend who is uh, who's in town this weekend. Him and his wife. They're fairly uh, they're fairly uh, polite people, and they go to the Calgary Stampede. And their daughter, mm-hmm. uh, who I absolutely adore, uh, decides that she wants to win this uh, certain stuffy. She wins the stuffy, brings it home, <laughs> and. Uh, the mom says, oh, that look at that chocolate chip. Isn't that adorable? Ah. And she just started laughing, mommy. That's a poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Jared was horrified. <laughs> 3.46. We will look at traffic and weather. Up next. Engelbert Humperdinck coming to Winnipeg was on with Hal Anderson earlier this week. Hal Anderson weekends tomorrow, 7 till 10. Hal usually joins us after 3.30, but we gave him the afternoon off. He's had a long two weeks, but he'll be with you this Saturday and this Sunday. Another man who works as hard as anyone in this business, Mr. Richard Cluche, joins us now flying solo for the last time uh, today. Richard? Yeah, it's vacation time after today, and uh, like so many other Winnipeggers, I'm going to spend some time here in our city because there's so much going on with the Canada Summer Games opening up today, the opening ceremony tonight. Huge benefit for our city. More on that story coming up throughout the afternoon here. And, uh, you know, you guys are great ambassadors for the radio station and uh, our entire city. We've actually had phone calls here to the newsroom 
asking what location you're at. <laughs> wow, we're at Santa Lucia, St. Mary's, now St. Is Mary's it, Road. Is that because people want to in, ignore and avoid the no, area entirely? No, <laughs> no we're, we're not talking obstacle traffic here. We wow. are actually giving detailed directions on uh, how to get there. It was, it was, it was pretty good. I hope you're screening good. those calls closely, Cluche. You know what? Um, I was dealing with it just as much as how Brett McGarry would deal with those types of calls as well. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, uh, You're if you ever call CJOB and ask for someone else, and if I say, hang on, let me check if he's here, it means that he's sitting right across the room, but I'm going to, I'm just making sure that Rich wants to talk to whoever's on the phone oh, you know or what? whoever it is on the phone. M McGarry is better than a teenager when it comes to screening calls for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he's right here. No, McGarry will say, hmm, Richard, are you in? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Rich, I digress. Yes, sir. How long are you going to be gone? Um, Two weeks. Now, we used to say that you were on assignment, but you've been doing the Zen thing for a few months now. Are we allowed to say that you're actually on holidays for the next couple of weeks? Yep. All right, on, man. Yeah, I used to say, you know why we would say that? Please because tell me. Because once upon a time, Peter Warren said he'd be on vacation, and he got robbed. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's oh. why you should never tell people that you're leaving, because they'll, they'll find you, you know, where you are, and rob you. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm on assignment uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I would always say I'm out building a fence. That's kind of code for I'm not in the country. All right, got it. You, you you taught so much, uh, so many of us, so many things in the last 40 seconds. I, I, I bow to you. Richard Cluche, thank you so much, sir. Rich will have the news from 4 until 7 on 680 CJOB. That is all the time we have. Greg, another fine afternoon, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks to our street team, John Lasani and Sky Neller. Did I say that correctly? Yes, I was. I couldn't remember. Nailed it. has been a while it. since been a while since I've seen her. Yeah. I didn't even know she was back. Did you give Forte the props? I was about to. Yeah. Jeff Forte, thank you very much, sir. Don't lie to the listeners like and that. And John Wall, our engineer who got us uh, set up just in the nick of time today. Thank you very much. And thanks to you for listening to Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB. And once again, we'll be back here, Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road, uh, next Friday. And don't forget to go to CJOB.com to enter your chance to win a $100 tab for Patio Palooza. 